I have found His grace is all complete. He supplieth every need. While I sit and learn at Jesus' feet, I am free as free indeed. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, and the half has never yet been told. I have found the pleasure I once craved. It is joy and peace within. What a wondrous blessing I am saved from the awful gulf of sin. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Has never yet been told. I have found that hope so bright and clear, living in the realm of grace. Oh, the Savior's presence is so near. I can see His smiling face. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Joy unspeakable and full of glory and the half has never yet been told. I have found that joy no tongue can tell how its waves of glory roll. It is like a great overflowing well springing up within my soul. And full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, and the half has never yet been told. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. It is joy. And full of glory, and I have and never yet been told. You believe that? Yeah. Amen. You may be seated.
Sometimes you listen to those songs and, you know, your eyes just kind of glass over and you can just go about your business, you know, you're, oh, you know, it's like that sometimes when people talk, you know, some preachers and of course I'm, I'm a preacher, so I shouldn't say much, but, 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 you know, they just, but when they start talking about Jesus, the spirit in me recognizes that because what God has placed within me recognizes what God has given to the world. And it's the same way with you. Praise the Lord. When people began to talk about Jesus, when people began to magnify his name, when someone's heart is bubbling over and they just got to tell what Jesus has done, there's an old chorus that goes, Oh, what he's done for me. Oh, what he's done for me. 
Oh, what he's done for me. I never can forget what Jesus done for me. Anybody ever heard that chorus? One. Well, it's real hard to learn, but let's... Through the word, creating faith 
Stand and sing it to him, shall we? Mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiple to me. Oh, there my burdened soul found liberty and probably learned in a lot of things that would um, probably impress us if we were of that mind. But for all that he learned in the wisdom of the world of that day, he did not know how to deliver people. And it's interesting to me that this was on his heart. And, and there was something general, but there was something not particular. God was, you know, the Bible says the Holy Ghost leads and guides us. There was a pressing. There was an impression evidently on his life, but not a specific command to do this. And I don't think he would have heard it anyway. It is interesting, Sue, that you read that verse of Scripture that you read. Let me read what I had. One of the things that's important for us to do and to, and to gain an appetite for is waiting on the Lord. Sometimes I believe we have this sense, the sense of the heroic, where God begins to deal with our heart, we just want to get out and do something. But you will look in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, and every time it says, by faith, Abraham, by faith, Moses, by faith, Enoch, in every case, these guys didn't just go out and do something. 
You know, the, the, the wisdom of man is this. Don't just stand there. See, I knew it. You knew it. And you know what? Just, just get, you know, I, I went over to a friend's house last Saturday. And, and the kids went bowing and, uh, boating and, um, boating. Uh, <laughs> the kids went boating and, 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 and inner tubing and, and all that stuff. And, and my friend had a, a cobblestone walk, and I laid that thing for him, you know. That's me. And I'm not going to come over to your house and lay a cobblestone walk. But, but I'm, I'm of that ilk. Don't just stand there. Do something. But in the kingdom of God, it's not so. Every person that you'll find in what is called in the Bible the hall of faith, they heard from God. They heard a word from God. Abraham just didn't get up and go, but, but what God said, get thee up. See, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. My friend, faith has its origins in eternity by the will and the mouth of God. And it comes to you and I personally and individually. But it, it is necessary for us to develop an appetite, if you will, for, for waiting. For waiting. For listening. Listen to Psalm 27. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Somebody said that if you're going to talk to men about God, you must first talk to God about men. And it is that time where we wait. In Isaiah uh, chapter 40, and most of you can quote it, but I'm going to go there because I don't want to make a mistake. Plus, there's some additional stuff that I want to read. Hast thou not known, chapter, Isaiah chapter 40, in verse 28, Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? That the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, and there is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Sometimes we fly, but we don't always fly. Sometimes we run, but we don't always run. Sometimes we walk. There's nothing in me that can be so smart and so wise that I can say some word that will help and lift you up. But God can lift you up. God can give you hope. God can strengthen you. God is the strength of my heart, the word of God says. And that is so.
There was the, killing the Egyptian was not God's way. It was not God's time. And we can see from the scripture by the historical, as we read on the, the perspective of the whole story, we can see that there was just too much Moses in Moses. You know anybody like that? I do. Let's read on. Back in Exodus chapter 2. Now, the priest of Midian, we'll just read on down through here. The priest of Midian had seven daughters, and they came and drew water, and he filled the troughs of the water their father's flock. And the shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. And when they came to rule their father, he said, How is it that ye are come so soon today? Excuse me. And they said, An Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds. And also drew water enough for us and watered the flock. And he said unto his daughters, Where is he? Why is it that ye have left the man? Call him that he may eat bread. And Moses was content to dwell with the man. And he gave Moses Zipporah his daughter. And she bare him a son. And she called his name Gershom. For he said, I have been a stranger in a strange land. Next verse is very interesting to me. And it came to pass... In the process of time. And it came to pass. In the process of time. I heard a preacher say one time. And I thought it was good. He said if you wait on the Lord. And you do it his way. It will always take a lot longer. Than, than you or I if we would do it. And it won't look near as cool. But when it's done. It'll be done for all eternity. You know what? That's true. In the process of time. Now I want you to think about that as we go on through here tonight. That the king of Egypt died. And the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage. They cried and their cry came up to God by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. This thing is starting to move. In eternity, this thing is starting to move. On the earth, nothing's happening. Well, Pharaoh died. I guess that's, that's an event. But this great Moses that God, God had called to deliver Israel from the hand of the Egyptians is now a sheep herder on the backside of the desert. Pharaoh had passed away, and the people are still slaving away in bondage. In John chapter 5, 1 John chapter 5, In 1 John chapter 5. 
and verse 14. It says, And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And we know, and if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. Do you believe in this manner? No matter what you see, do you know that when you pray, God hears you? Do you believe that? No matter what you see? Are your sights set on things that are unseen or things that are seen? Are your affections set above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of the Father or on the beggarly elements of this world? However you ask that question will determine greatly the, the, the success of the venture in the kingdom of God. Paul says, for we look not at the things which are seen, but we look at the things which are unseen, because the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are unseen are eternal. That is so far-reaching and so far-sweeping. I don't look at what I see. God, help me. Help me, Lord, that that would be a reality in my heart. Are your judgments after the outward appearance? You see... I haven't gone through and chronicled the time, and it's probably be relatively easy to do, but this thing is starting to move. And yet, on, on the surface, not much is going on, but it's starting to move. When you pray, God is true. Let every man be a liar, but let God be true. Hallelujah. We ask anything according to his will. We know that he hears us. And we know that if, if he hears us, that we have the petitions that we have desired of him. The Bible says, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Augustine said, says, love God with all your heart and do as you please. That says it pretty well. And it's not contradictory. If you delight yourself in him, you'll want what he wants. You'll desire what he desires. Lord, Lord, let it be. Let it be. Verse chapter 3. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Oreb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And, the, and Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. Verse 4 says, And when he, the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. Have you ever wondered why the Word of God says many are called, but few 
were chosen. Maybe tonight we'll have a little bit of insight into that. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, we have the call. God called and said unto him out of the midst of the bush, Moses, Moses, when he speaks the second time, it shows his power. And he said, here am I. We have the answer. And then God says, draw not nigh hither, Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moses, the shoes are something that man has made. And at this place and at this time, what man has made and what God is about to do cannot coexist. Moses, Take off your shoes. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In, in verse 17. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. In the, in the, in the eyes of man, it is foolishness to really believe that you have to forsake to gain. The world says if you're going to gain, you've got to run over everybody. And don't worry about what they do. But it's not in the kingdom. You've got to forsake the game. It's foolishness to lose in order to, to find. It's foolishness as far as the world is concerned that you have to die in order to live. But that's God's order. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of the world, the world by wisdom knew not God, and it pleased God that by the foolishness of preaching to save them, that believe. For the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. Unto the Jews a stumbling block, unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God, Christ the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. It took God because of Moses 40 years to turn him upside down and shake Moses out of Moses. And I am aware in, because in my personal life that God is doing the same with me. 
and I know because he loves you, he'll do the same for you. Isn't that something we say, oh, what, what God has done for me, he'll do for you? <laughs> Turn you upside down and shake you out of yourself? Isn't that a wonderful thing? But it is a wonderful thing. Because Paul said we have the sentence of death in ourselves. That we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. Hallelujah. That the excellency of the power might be of God and not of us. It's so hollow when it's of man. It may be so loud. It may be so, you know, it's just so pumped up. So, you know. But when it's all done, it's nothing. But when it's God, it just stays. It, it is a sweet-smelling Savior. I've been in meetings, and I'm not, I'm not criticizing things here. So, you know, we've all been places, okay? But I've been in places, they just, I thought they were going to tear the house down. And then when it was over, it was over. You know, well. But I, there are other times when God is there, and you still talk about it today. And it changed your life. And that's okay. Because the Bible says he has made his works to be remembered. Hallelujah. And you know what? Like when, when Jacob wrestled with that angel, he had, a, he had a limp for the rest of his life. When you get involved with God and God works in your heart, it, it stays with you for the rest of your life. And, and Jacob, you know, Jacob had his problems like I've got my problems. But you know what? At the end of his life, we see him leaning on the staff and doing what? Worshiping. Hallelujah. Because of God's involvement in his life. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Lord. We see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise, or not men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. May it be true in all of our hearts, as Paul said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. There's a choice to advance myself or to advance the Lord in any situation. May God help me to choose him. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And the things of the world, the things which are despised, which God hath chosen, yea, the things which are not, to bring to naught the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. That no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. In Exodus, in chapter 3, what we see here, and what you know, Moses talked with God, his friend talks with friend. But here... It's the beginning of a relationship. And in a situation like this, one of two responses are possible. You could contend 
or you could obey. Now, there, I don't want to draw any more out of this than there is in the, in the Word, but th there is record in the Word of God of those contending with God when God says to do it. And, and it's implied he just took off his shoes and, and thus began the conversation. See, God speaks to us. And then he talks to us about things in our lives. And it's how we respond in that instance will determine what the next step is. That's always the way it is. Oh, you know, it, it, let's, let's, let's go with the word. I'm going to spare the extraneous remarks tonight. In Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 17. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that henceforth ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having understood the, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. Look at this, verse 21. If so be that you have heard him, Man, I heard from God. And been taught by Him. It's one thing to hear God. It's another thing to enter into fellowship based on a response. It's what the pastor talked about this morning. About you know, just something as simple as the tongue. And there it is on the tip of your... It's right on the tip. He just wants to say it so bad. You know, I said, we were talking about that Wednesday night at the prayer meeting. I said, you know, it's the, you know we get so spiritual. Oh, we've got to die to self. We've got to die to self. Praise. we just got to die to self. Well, you know how you die to self? When that thing's on the tip of your tongue, you just let it die. And don't give life to it. Because it's got a life all its own. See, won't you say it? You ever said something? You go, oh, you want that thing back? It goes out, and the Holy Ghost says, no. You know, and God, all the time, God's saying, no. No. You know, God doesn't speak to me. I'm not one of these people that God speaks to me and goes, eh, you know, and get long. I don't get paragraphs. I get one or two or three words, maybe. No. Don't do that. You know, that's the way God speaks to me. When he spoke to me about coming to this church, I, didn't, I just got real simple things, and then God confirmed it by his power. It's so that you have heard him. You have not so learned Christ. If so be, you have heard him. And I would venture to say that many people who come to these altars are hearing from God. But your response, yes, Lord. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? So be that you have heard him. Been taught. 
In my weakness, the Lord has helped me. But I love you. As the, if so be you have heard him and been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off. Put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which is after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, put away lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hand that thing which is good, that he, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be a kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. This is a great way to walk, isn't it? Amen. Let's stand tonight. Is there anyone here who would like to give their heart to God? Anyone here who would like to get saved tonight? We've talked in a way that you can enter into a relationship with your Creator, with the, the Son of God. You can be saved by Him. And walk in the, be raised to walk in the newness of life. Is anyone here you'd like to be saved tonight?